And welcome back, guys, to Deeper Than Most. I'm your host, DJ. And I'm your host, Sam. Ooh, and where the hell are we at right now? We're in outer space. Oh, I'm playing. <laughs> um, so, long time no see, long time hey, no hear. How are you? Yeah, so we're here, we're back, and we're definitely better. Mm. We are in, drum roll please, our new studio, Ooh. our new podcast studio. So we have been gone for... Too long. Uh, about a month, I would <laughs> Too say. Long, guys. We missed you guys. Yeah, it's been a minute, and this episode, definitely not going to be the greatest quality. We're still... Obviously, no, getting things together right now, guys. You know, we're just yeah. taking some time to get things together and, uh, you know, get this process where we want it to be. So, exactly. And I'm super, oh, yeah. super it's gonna be, excited. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. So, there will be probably a slight echo um, just because our studio space is kind of empty right now. Yeah. So, yeah. But with all that being said, Let's get into it. Today we are doing something different, and this is episode 56. Mm, 56 goddamn episodes. Yeah, I know. That is crazy. We it did. is. And yeah. the last time we were here, like talking to you guys, we were talking about self love, self care, and being selfless. Come on, and um, it was our Valentine's Day special, and that was really, really fun. That was a blast. For sure. And you should check it out if you haven't. Check it out, please. Yes, you've had a month to do so. Let if you haven't caught up, yeah, you've had time. So, today we're doing something a bit different. Um, we are doing a case today. But this is not an FNC installment. So, today's case is fairly recent. And this case um, is very important to us, mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. We have been in contact with the victim's family for this case, and just to say the least, like we send our condolences to um, the victim's family, the victim herself, and really just everybody involved. It's a very sad and unnecessary case, yeah. honestly. Like like you said, our condolences and our best wishes are sent out to the family and the victim herself. So Yes. And her family has been so kind and just responsive mm -hmm. and um, just really helpful, honestly, with us getting information for this case. Right. So yeah, let's get into this. And this is the suspicious death of Brianna Nugent Nix. I know we've been gone a while, guys, and the world has been hectic out there. But um, we just want to focus on this case this time and just give our all to the case and the family. So we're not going to have a dose of the most for this episode. Yes. But we do have some quick updates before, you know, we jump into this. So like we mentioned, we did take a month off to move into our new space. Um, and we're continuously working on improving the pod background. Yeah. But with that, we are going back to our regular uploading schedule. Consistency, guys. It's yes. Key. Exactly. And this is our first episode back. So, welcome. Um, and this episode will include the input of the victim's sister, Brittany. And this is honestly our first ever family collab for a case. And this pretty is pretty exciting, honestly. Yeah, it, it's very important to us. And this is a very special episode. Right. Um, and we hope that we can do this case justice and we hope that we can get Brianna's story out there um, and just share the word. So. Also, also, thank you guys so much for showing us so much love and being so patient and, you know, just being here. And supportive. Yeah. Definitely. But let's get into this. So about Brianna and just some background information. Brianna lived in Hayden, Alabama, um, which is... If you don't know, Blount County, I believe that's how you say it, Blount. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And there she lived with her husband of nine years, Stephen Nix. She was born May 13th, 1987, and Brianna was a registered nurse for over 12 years at Princeton Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama. 12 years. That's a pretty long time, I guess. A decade, two years. She has some credentials like yeah. she knew what she was doing right. you know she's been in the field exactly. um she has something to offer for sure mm -hmm. so that's really impressive staying at one job for 12, 12 years. years yeah that's really really impressive longer than she was with steven actually right 
So she loved her job and helping others, and she was on night shift usually. So night shift would be from 7 p.m. till 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Brianna's loved ones say she never had a history with drug abuse. And this will be very important to take note of just as we continue to tell the story um, because it plays a very big part. Brianna was described as very intelligent, sweet, kind, and shy. But once comfortable, she was a blast to be around, which is always nice. Oh, yeah. always nice. She had a genuine concern and empathy for others, even when she was a teenager. Though she wasn't much of a country girl, she was skilled in fishing and hunting, which is a very fun activity, honestly. It is, yeah. I've been fishing... Well, I've been fishing a couple times, but the first time I caught a turtle. Oh, that's cute. Not really a fan of hunting, though, but fishing is... Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're kind of the same thing. You're still killing an animal, but hunting is just a little different. Like, you're killing an animal animal, you know? Right. Um, But it is very popular, especially in the South. Mm -hmm. So, like we said, um, for this case and for today's episode, we have been working alongside Brittany's sister um, to get this story out. We asked Brittany a couple of questions and she sent us back some answers just so we can kind of put seeds of her input and her side of the story Mm -hmm. into the episode just as a whole to make more sense of it. Um, So when we read these questions and answers, because it was through email, we will be reading as if we are Brittany, as if it was her speaking on the case. The first question we asked was, what was Brianna like as a person? And Brittany said, she was beautiful inside and out. She was extremely smart and was a very hard worker. She took her job very seriously and cared not only for her patients, but for anyone she knew. She was hilarious and loved to prank people. The second one is the fondest memory and one word to describe Brianna. And Brittany said, there are too many memories to narrow down to just one. She was always joking around with my son and I, and one word would be hilarious. That's very wholesome and very sweet. You yes, know, it's, it is. It's beautiful when like the family members have such nice things to say about Of course. Person, yeah, and with being in touch with Brittany, you can tell she really, really loves her sister and really cares about her. Right. And uh, it's just so frustrating right. um, with the way this family has been treated. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But the way the family's been treated and just the trauma and the hurt that they've been dealing with and having to go through, um, it's just unnecessary. And I don't know. I feel for them. Yeah, no, definitely. It's super sad. Yeah. Especially in the area of the world that they're in. Like, the South in general is a very sketchy place. So for them to be going through what they're going through and have to deal with this how they have been, it's it's Lots of cover-ups. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean. So now we're going to get into the day, which was Monday, March 2nd of 2020. After finishing her usual shift around 8 a.m., Brianna headed home. At this time, nobody knew that she would live for only four more hours. Her husband, Stephen, claimed that during the four hours after 8 a.m., he had went to the bank and to the local dump, not arriving home until around 12 p.m. The dump? Why are you going to the dump? So random, yeah. Yeah, that's super random. And the bank. So you go to the bank and then you go to the dump. The dump, just because. That's interesting. Yeah, um, and it took you four hours to do that? Right, What were you doing? (laughs) How far is the dump and what were you doing at the bank? Right. Having a job interview? Right. Anyways. (laughs) At the time of his arrival home, he found Brianna unresponsive on their bathroom floor. And that... I would be terrified. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If I were to come home and see you just, like, unresponsive, like, on the floor. Right. I mean, the first thing I would do is call the cops for sure. But I'd be freaking out. I'm not touching exactly. nothing. Like, like, what the hell happened? Yeah. And I honestly would be scared that, like, okay, you know, it, is she actually harmed by somebody else? Is right. there somebody else in here? Right. Like, that would be my thought and my fear. Right. So at 12.12 p.m., a call to local authorities was made by Brianna's husband. Responders arrived to the scene at 12.14. Two minutes. That's quick response. Yeah. Real quick. That's like unheard of. Um, And this was because the station was less than a minute from their home. It was literally like 30 seconds away. 
Like driving. So like next door, basically. Yeah. Upon arrival, authorities noticed that Stephen's parents, who, mind you, lived 10 minutes away, and his uncle, who was a deputy at Blount County Sheriff's Department, were already at the scene. Mm, doing How? That. Why? Mm, couldn't tell you. Right. Um, and I don't think that the authorities would be able to tell you either, because I don't think they even asked. They probably didn't. Yeah. Um, but that is really questionable, because... If he got home at, like, 12 and then, like, claimed he found her when right. he got home, right. he had to have called his parents first. Right. And then his uncle. So, like, a lot of and stuff then, could have in this, in this window. Exactly. And then, like, by 12-12, called authorities. Mm. But what if his uncle and his parents were already there before 12? Right. And what if he got back before 12? Exactly. Because it's really just he say. It's all just what he has told. Right. That's interesting because, like like I said, that four-hour window, like, so much could have happened. And yeah, that's a long time. Why? Unaccounted for. Yeah. And it's just interesting and weird because why is your uncle there and why are your parents there? Before first? the before authorities, right. yeah. Um, and a question I just wanted to pose was, did he call them before he called the authorities? And I truly think that he did. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say yeah on that one. With the timeline of how close they lived to the station, he had to. He had right. to have. There's no other way around that. Right. We asked Brittany, Brianna and Steven were married for over nine years. What were your thoughts on him and their relationship? And she replied, I never liked him. After viewing her psychiatrist's records, they show that he was the sole reason why she began getting help from a therapist. She fell into a depression from trying to support the both of them and his lifestyle all on her own. That is very concerning. That is super concerning. But also, I wonder what his lifestyle was. Right. What, what does I, that I mean? really would like for Brittany to elaborate on that. Like, what was he doing? Was he excessively drinking or, you know, gambling or what was the actual right. lifestyle? Right. Um, but yeah, that is very concerning for sure. The fact that she felt that she needed an external source right. of help right. just to deal with what was going on between her and Steven. And mind you, these are all of our opinions right. and none of this is like 100% concrete like facts. Yeah, everything's alleged. Everything's alleged. Exactly. Um, especially with this still being an open case, we don't want to just say, oh, this person's guilty, but... There are a lot of things leaning into a certain direction, to right, say the least. Right. So at the scene in the home, an investigator recounted witnessing Brianna's husband scrambling over the paramedics to empty their bathroom trash while they were trying to save Brianna's life. Hmm. Why? Well, One question, that? why? No, fuck the trash. Why are you trying to interfere with paramedics saving your wife's life? Right. And they were trying to give her CPR, administer Narcan, um, just doing anything that they can to, Try to help resuscitate her. her. Yeah. Yes. And like bring her back and help her. Um, so, yeah, that right there to me is just very odd because why are you worried about the trash? Yeah, like you're worried about the trash while your life, while your wife's life is practically in the hands of these paramedics. And you're just trying And you're to... fucking up their whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Just in the way. Yeah. First responders also noticed an 18-gauge needle discarded in the bathroom sink where Brianna was. Which and this is huge, by the way. Yes, I was just about to say this is super important because an 18-gauge needle is huge and super unnecessary for any type of injection of any kind. Right. Um, I believe 18-gauge is to extract, right? Yeah. Like blood or whatever. Um, that's huge. And guess who would know that? Brianna. Exactly. Because she was a nurse for 12 years. So, yeah. That right there. And it was just like thrown in the sink. I don't know. Mm. That's just weird to me. Mm. 18 gauge. Yeah, that's super sketch. And I think that's like one of the biggest needles that there are. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, that's where we're at so far. And before we continue... We're going to take a moment to thank our sponsors. See you soon, guys. On March 4th, Stephen found, you know, 
I'm just going to put some quotes around there. Mm -hmm. Two empty vials of fentanyl in their home with his sister present. It's believed the vials were located in Brianna's dresser in their bedroom. Stephen took pictures of what he had found in the home for evidence, maybe. I don't know. Um, I think also to just send pictures to Brianna's family right. to like prove something, right, I guess. These same vials were shown to some of Brianna's co-workers who did not recognize such vials. And this is a problem because Brianna was a nurse for 12 years. And of course, her co-workers would know what the correct vials look like. Right. And because they didn't recognize them, that means they did not come from Princeton Hospital. So how would Brianna get access to these vials? Right. And, I mean, even if she did get access to fentanyl vials, why would she take it as far as to get them from someplace random when she has, she has the resources, exactly. technically. Right. It's not easy, actually, to, you oh, know, yeah. like, right. get um, drugs and whatnot from a hospital, but she is in the vicinity of a place that has right. an abundance of these things, exactly. you know? Um so, yeah, that's just very odd to me so that they didn't even recognize it, yeah. which means that, like, it had to have been planted. I exactly. mean, because how do you all of a sudden just find them in the bedroom? Right. Door? Two days later with right. your sister there. Right. Why, why is your sister helping you rummage through your, right. you and your wife's thing? Thank you. Exactly. And we will be putting a whole bunch of screenshots and pictures and just a lot of things um that are very important to this case the pictures that steven took of these vials in the home we have those pictures and we will be including those as well um he even had like black gloves on like those little latex gloves right. while he was searching which is odd in my opinion because it's your house right and you had to have known what you were looking for if you thought you know, you know, twice exactly. to exactly. put on some gloves. Exactly. So, who knows? To ensure that your fingerprints, you know, aren't on there. Right. So, Brianna's family notes that Stephen's uncle was taking over Brianna's case, which is a major conflict of interest in a crime, it's if a you don't no. know. It's a big no. Yeah, you just don't do that. Um, and that just doesn't sound right anyways. And this is what DJ was talking about earlier with the region that they're in they are in you know one of the southern states in the u.s and not like it's not proven but i mean there's been quite a few cases from the south where corruption has played a part in the outcome of cases and the outcome of getting justice for victims um and i definitely think that corruption might be playing a part in this case and that's just my opinion I don't know, just, you know, throwing it out there. When investigators were at the crime scene on the 2nd, Stephen had taken the bathroom trash to his vehicle where he refused to let authorities examine and search. Mm. So this was like day of, like when he was, you know, stumbling over them to get to the trash in the bathroom and grab it yeah. and take it out. He had taken it all the way outside to his vehicle. And I'm, I'm pretty sure authorities were like, hey, can we check? Right, because what are you doing? And he said no. And they were like, all right. <laughs> like, hmm. and I feel like a lot of that could have been like. Avoided. Yeah. For sure. They could have been like, nah, you're, like, you're going to let us search. Yeah, we have to check that out. Because what are you doing? Like, And I think his uncle being there played a big part oh, in, definitely. you know, definitely just did. how things were handled at the crime scene, like the day of. I feel like that definitely played a big part. Like, right. the fact that he was able to get away with that right. alone is a lot. For funeral arrangements, Brianna's sister, Brittany, went to the funeral home to do Brianna's hair and makeup. While there, she discovered over 80 fresh injection sites on her sister's body. That is ridiculous. So, that's insane, actually. And you know what that screams? To me, it looks like... Murder! Yeah. That screams murder because, I'm sorry, but like, it just screams that somebody was trying to make it seem right. as though she had a history, yes, yeah. with this. Like, trying to create a narrative, but the narrative is all fucked up because all of these injection sites were fresh. Right. Like, it wasn't, 
like for example bruising if you're trying to you know show abuse over time like bruises have different stages and ages and they look different at those different ages it would be the same thing for injection sites so it's clear that somebody injected her or just stuck a needle in her eight over 80 times to try to make it look like there was something going on but that's exactly Many of the injection sites were found in various places that Brianna would not have been able to reach on her own. Which is also very concerning. Yeah, super concerning. Because How'd they get there? Right. <laughs> yeah. Because people ain't just out here. Just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and honestly, just with what we've read so far, this case, in my opinion, if I were an investigator, I'd be like, yeah, something's not right here, and we're going to get down to the bottom of this, because that just doesn't make sense. That is a very big piece of evidence that just does not make sense. At all. How can you say that somebody did this to themselves when you're looking at that? When you're when you have and that you in your notes. You can see that they're fresh. Like you exactly. can see that they're fresh. Exactly. And fuck just being fresh. The fact that they were in places where she could not physically reach right. on her own. Right. A nurse at that. Right. Come on. Someone who knows all about the medical field exactly just doesn't make sense and if she was abusing drugs she would know the correct way to do it right to not hurt herself right why would she stick herself with an 18 gauge needle over 80 times right just because she's a nurse so i'm sure she's and she knows where to yeah i'm sure she's like put ivs in people before this and that knows where to poke there's no that doesn't make sense yeah at all so we asked Brittany. Can you explain what you saw the day at the funeral home? And she responded, she had fresh needle marks from head to toe. She had scratches all over her body, including her face. The injection sites on Brianna were in very unusual places for an addict to inject. Now that's very telling. Yeah. Scratches as well. And you're telling me the investigators just didn't think to investigate further? Like... I just... just, It's frustrating. It is. So frustrating. Um, There's just so much there that could be used in this case. And they just said, fuck it. We don't need any of it. Right. We're just going to have this cause of death be an accidental overdose. Right. Which, come on. Really? It's ridiculous. Really? Um... So, the aftermath. Only days after Brianna's passing, another woman was seen visiting Stephen at the home. Mm. You know what this reminds me of? Mm. Chris Watts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Messier, but Chris Watts. Because it seems like Stephen just didn't think this through if he played a part in it right it's been over two years since brianna's death and her husband steven still has not been brought in for questioning on her case once again i think it's because i'm sure they let a lot of stuff slide because his uncle was present at the scene right and they were like he's got it and that's exactly why you know Police officers who have a case that involves a family, a friend, an acquaintance, somebody they know, they're not allowed to be assigned to that case because it is a conflict of interest. Especially if your nephew is the one that could be the suspect in this right, case. Right. Yeah, you definitely you're not even shouldn't be there. To talk about it. Like you shouldn't even be. So, I don't even think you're allowed to know the the right. details yeah, and the facts. Not, not Crazy. And also, I don't know if his uncle was there on duty in uniform or if he was just like there on his day off like just chilling but he was there and that's enough as is the case is still open today um and yeah literally just this month it has been two years oh wow because it was march 2nd 2020 and i mean we're in march now Mm -hmm. and still nothing All evidence found at the scene on March 2nd, 2020 has since been destroyed by the Blount County Sheriff's Department. The same department, mind you, that Stephen's uncle works for. Hmm. How does that make you feel? Like, what do you think? What do you take from that? I mean, look, if that doesn't scream cover up, I don't know what does. Look, what is that? Yeah. 
How do you just, why all of a sudden is the evidence just destroyed? Right. And that never made sense to me why, um, like, police departments destroy evidence in general. I I just never really understood. I never got that either. The point. um, Because you you never know. You might need it down the road. Like, you could need it at some point. Exactly. Because they're solving cases, like, from 10, 20 years ago with some of the same evidence. So why would you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially when, yeah, there might have already been a cause of death. Or a manner of death, but a cause of death could change. Right. And I feel like when there's a scenario or a case where the cause of death has the potential to change, I don't think yeah. the evidence should be fucked with at all. Like exactly. leave it alone. Exactly. Let it let it be. Um because she was originally her cause of death was originally accidental overdose. Mm-hmm. Say for example, next year they decide to change it to homicide. Right. Um, all that evidence is gone. Exactly. All of it. And where do you go from there? How do you get justice? Right. I'm highly upset about it, but at the same time, I'm just sitting here, like, trying to process all this shit. And it's just really... Yeah. It's fucking insane. The fact that this man is practically walking. Allegedly walking. Right. Yeah. Um, very suspicious. Very weird. And the fact that he could just straight up say... I was at the bank and the dump. And they're like, all right. We'll take it. Yeah. Fucking stupid. It is. Ever since Brianna's family has been trying to get answers and justice for her, the wife of Stephen's uncle has been making online threats to Brianna's loved ones during an already difficult time in their lives. Yes. And some of this information is information that we got from the Justice for Brianna um, Instagram page. And we'll also link that below. We're going to link a whole bunch of sources um for you guys to check out just to show your support and you know your love to this family because nobody else is really doing it um and it's just so frustrating it really is is. because imagine if it was like somebody that we knew or you know i just can't yeah also why did Steven's uncle's wife feel the need to include herself in this and be so hostile like ma'am Ma'am, Miss Ma'am, who are you? Why are you... And exactly, why are you being hostile to the victim's family? Right. And mind you, Stephen's not even, like, by blood her family. She's his aunt-in-law. Well, not in-law, but, you know, his aunt through marriage. It's fucking weird, bro. Yeah. Because, like... Where do you get off, like, being like that to somebody? They just people lost. People are just they, evil. Like, they just lost their loved one, and this is what you do. Yeah, people are evil, honestly. Yeah. Pictures of Steven and the other woman have surfaced, and it's believed that the other woman has been wearing Brianna's jewelry and living in her home with Steven. That Fucking, would piss me off. Yeah, because what the fuck? She needs to haunt the ass. That would piss me off. In the same home. Right. Now that you say that. In the same home that this happened. I couldn't. Like, how could you sleep? Exactly. And do whatever the hell else they're doing in that house. Yeah. Like, come on now. That's crazy. Just doesn't make sense. Mm. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I wouldn't even feel comfortable being in there. Right. I, I don't know. And why wouldn't he move? Yeah. Why wouldn't you move? You have all of her stuff there, like, and this woman is sitting here putting it on every day or, like, going to her bathroom and, like, looking in the mirror and shit. Right. And I'm pretty sure he was, like, quick to try to throw her stuff out and get rid of it as well. Um, I'll have to see if I can find a screenshot or some type of evidence and proof of that. But, yeah, I believe he was trying to, like, hurry up and just, like, get her belongings out of the house. Right. Just trying to erase. Erase her. Like, crazy. Erase and replace. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Every time Brianna's family tries to reach out to the Hayden district attorney, they are met with threats of defamation. What the hell? I'd be pissed. I what would the be hell is that? Why? Pissed. What the fuck? Because they keep trying to reach out to get answers and to get them to put eyes on this case. Right. And they keep refusing. And because they keep refusing, like, of course, Brianna's family is still like, we just want justice. We just want somebody to look at this. You know, we just know that this isn't right. Exactly. And because they are concerned and they want justice for Brianna, they're being met with threats of 
you know, defamation, which is insane by the DA right. of all people. You would think, but no, of course, look where we are. Yeah. Allegedly, the DA of Blount County has been vindictive and dismissive of the family and their concerns, even taking it to the extent of blocking them when they try to reach out with concerns. Wow. Just petty. And this is like on social media, like Facebook posts, everything. And to be completely honest with you, I don't believe that's permitted. I don't think that's allowed. I don't think you're allowed to just block No, it's not allowed because they still deserve to know what's going on. Yeah, and that's all they're doing is asking like... Can somebody just look at this? Right. It's not right. Look at it. Give us answers. Anything. So. Yeah. Do your fucking job. Be right. a, a DA. Right. Like, it's not that hard. You clearly had to do something to get there. Crazy. And now you're there and you don't want to do anything. Allegedly. Because mm. I ain't trying to get sued. Mm-hmm. So due to Brianna's death being from accidental overdose, it is normal procedure. And I don't know if we stated this before. Um, the drug was fentanyl. Don't know if we made that clear. Did we make that clear? I don't know, but we're saying it now. Yeah. Yes. um, She had overdosed on fentanyl. It is normal procedure to test for prior drug abuse in the victim. However, no hair follicle or urine tests were performed to determine if she even had a quote-unquote secret addiction because that's kind of the narrative that the DA and the investigators and everybody is trying, and Stephen, of course, is trying to you know tell the public is that oh well she's you know been doing stuff behind everybody's backs and i don't know i feel like that's just super evil to do as well because you're speaking on somebody who can't defend themselves regardless on if it's the truth or not i don't think that that's okay i don't think that's right and also i didn't know that they um were able to determine if somebody has like a history of drug abuse by like a hair follicle or urine. I mean, urine I get, but hair follicle I didn't know that. Right. Yeah, I didn't know either one. I mean, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, no, and this is like specifically for opioids. Right. And, right. You know. Right. So another little tidbit of information is. The lot numbers on the fentanyl vials found in the Nick's home have never been traced to their place of origin. So that's weird. Yeah, that's because weird as hell. Yeah, where the fuck did they come from? Exactly, and I don't know if you knew this or if you guys watching or listening knew this, but um, fentanyl vials have lot numbers that tell you, and I think this is for most. Yeah, they all have like, drugs, like yeah. in hospitals at medical centers is they have lot numbers so you know where they're coming from just in case things like this were to arise or somebody was going around robbing hospitals and stealing all their drugs who knows they can actually pinpoint yeah exactly and for them to track their inventory so there's a lot of reasons why these vials have lot numbers on them um and it's just very important but the fact that they can't even trace like where they came from. That's super. Or scary. maybe they weren't trying to trace where they came from. Right, considering all the other alleged facts in this case. Right. If you leave it to, like, the allure and the mystery of, ooh, where did these vials come from? There is the possibility that they could have came from her job. Right. But if you can definitively say, oh, these lot numbers do not match any lot numbers at Princeton Hospital. Then that right there tells you right. they're not from her job. Right. And if she were to get these drugs, why wouldn't she get them from her job? Right. Because it's like you said earlier, even though it's hard to get and probably, you know, she wouldn't necessarily just go out of her way to do it. She could if she were interested. You know, If she were really like yeah. trying to get it. Yeah. yeah. But also, I don't know, because um, I don't know if you knew this, but trying to get like drugs from um a hospital is really really hard i could see why i mean i didn't know that but i could see why yeah i'll have to put the screenshot in it explaining how you can get access 
to like fentanyl or whatever like right. opioids i'm sure there's a they extensive have, process it is it's a very extensive process you have to have like badges and go through like certain doors mm-hmm. and there's security and people watching you certain and glances. you have to count it when you go in count it yeah. when you leave like there's a lot that goes into you know the inventory and because it's important that's how they keep up with this stuff right. So, yeah, I will include a little tidbit about that because it's just very interesting. And I think it makes a big difference in this case. Because if she was trying to get these drugs, it would be a hassle for her to get them from her job or anywhere. Right. We asked Brittany, have you ever witnessed Brianna use any drugs prior to March 2nd, 2020? And Brittany's response was, I've never seen Brianna use recreational drugs. She rarely even drank alcohol. So, once again, just, you know, and here, aids to who she was as a person and her character. This was not like Brianna. And then you have the sheriff's office and the DA and, and Steven all trying to create this narrative, narrative of this woman yeah. being just this drug addict. Undercover. Come yeah. on, guys. It's insane. Come on. So, now we're going to look at the end. Brianna's family has been failed by authorities and the DA. Her family has had to pay for their own separate investigation, leading to zero answers still. I always find that so frustrating when um, victims and families have to investigate on their own. Oh, it's super frustrating. Because you're already dealing with enough. Right. And then you got to take these extra steps to go Mm -hmm. find an investigator and go through this whole process again and have to pay for it at that. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. And then you're still met with a waiting game because you have to wait for them to find the answers that, you know, they can find. Exactly. Exactly. (sighs) They have not been given access to Brianna's autopsy report or the details surrounding the case. By they, I'm referring to the family. Stephen collected Brianna's life insurance with her death certificate shortly after her death. Mm -mm. Okay. Oh, God. Of course he did. Right. Let me not say that. No, but it's, it's yeah, you can say that. Of course, God. you did. Like, come on, bro. That is mm, dirty. Super. That's low, and you're still living there, and not just living there, but living there with a whole other woman using the money from her life insurance, like to pay the bills, to Do feed everything. this woman. Right. Like, oh my God. Mm-mm. Yeah, you're right. She should haunt them because yeah, what the hell? Exactly. You're in my fucking house using my fucking stuff. Wearing my fucking jewelry. Right. Come on. Come on. However, since day one, the family has been denied access to the autopsy reports, even with the death certificate. Now that makes me mad. So you mean to tell me these people went out their way to get the death certificate and they still can't even get the autopsy reports? Why? Right. What? Yeah. They went there with the death certificate, got denied, but when he went to go collect that money with the death certificate... It was no problem. Exactly. That And it's her family that's just trying to get autopsy reports. Crazy. Which should be public. Right. Well, actually, I don't know like how that works if a case is still open, but I would think it would still be public. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's not public until the case is closed. I think that would be the case. Brianna's family still has no answers and has strong reason to believe this was a cover-up and that Steven may have been involved in goddamn, <laughs> like... Make what, your own yeah. <laughs> Make yeah. your own conclusion. Yeah, you come to your own conclusion. Because what the hell do you think? Because I think... I know what I think, too. Right. And I'm pretty sure we think the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stephen had no real alibi, only his word to the police, which and must have been a fuck enough. Right. Jesus. Yeah, and even further, like, since his uncle was working with the police, like, all the fucking investigators are his buddies and, right, you know, his friends. colleagues. They all got, you know, Yeah, probably seen Stephen grow up, like, right. all that, so... All I'm saying is, if this is a cover-up, which I highly believe it is, this is the most sloppy cover-up I've ever seen in my very, life. Very, very. I want to know what was in the trash can. Exactly. What was that? In the bathroom trash. What was that? For him to just be so adamant about like taking it out right then and there. What was in there? Right. Because he know. I feel like he knew they would have probably like glanced over there and seen something. Or, of course, they're going to search and investigate, maybe. And well, it didn't seem like they did, right, honestly. Right. It seemed like they were like, well, 
all right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Brianna was a nurse for 12 years. There's Is that just... not enough reason to think maybe this woman who works in the medical field would know how to not overdose on a drug? Exactly. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Especially if they're saying it's accidental. How do you accidentally? She wouldn't. There wouldn't be an accident. Exactly. Come on, guys. It's like I just. It's like I just said. She's administered IVs and done yeah. all this stuff and poked people before. She would know what she was doing. There's no. And even if she did do this to herself, not saying that she did whatsoever. Right. But even if she did, um, it probably would have been purposeful. It wouldn't have been an accident because right. she knows what she's doing. Exactly. So. Exactly. If she knows what she's doing, she would know what is enough and what isn't. Exactly. Because and she, if she wanted to have this result in the end, she would have known how to administer right. or how to administer exactly. enough of the drug to get the job done. Right. Not no accidental, oh, I injected myself 80 times. No, 80 times, bro? Come mm-mm, on. Mm-mm. I just don't like that at all. Right. So we also asked Brittany, do you know if Steven has any prior criminal history? And she said, I can't find any, but that doesn't mean his uncle hasn't gotten him out of things that could have been on his record. Mm. And I think that says a lot. Yeah, definitely speaks volumes in terms of what we just, you know, um, went over. For sure. Fucking insane. And the last question that we asked Brittany was, after Brianna's passing, Stephen had moved the other woman into the home. Do you know if they're still living there together today? Um, And her answer to that was, yes, she still lives there today. (laughs) Do you just not? Two years later. So to Stephen, like, do you do you not feel any remorse? And to At her, all. Like, to her, like, that's not weird to you, right? Yeah, and I know she knows it's a small town. Right. Well, I don't know how small it is, but it's got to be somewhat small. Small enough for his uncle to be the goddamn, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just so frustrating, and the fact that I don't know, it just gives me queer swat vibes. Like he's a scene that I was like, you know what? Like, and what frustrates me the most is if you're not happy, if you don't want to be with somebody anymore, you know, if you want to end your marriage, don't kill them. Leave. Just leave, bruh. Like, I don't understand why people think that it is a good idea to kill somebody just because you no longer want them around, just because you no longer want to be in their life. It just makes no sense to me. It's nothing to cut somebody off, to block somebody, to go MIA. It's nothing to change your number. But like to to take somebody. Yeah, it's irreversible, and I don't know. I just don't. I don't have any respect for anybody that takes part in that. Because like again, like I get it, or that supports that. Right. Like I get it. Maybe you. Maybe things weren't good. Maybe you weren't were trying to get out of it. But like. That's never an excuse. That's somebody's family, bro. You don't have to like sit there and kill them like that. It was damn near his family. It was his wife. Exactly. You but it's just not an excuse. At all. No matter how mad you are, no matter how sick of somebody you are, just leave. Right. Just walk up and walk out the door and leave. Exactly. Don't sit there and end somebody's life and ruin countless other lives with actions that are irreversible. And this is just me going on a tangent because we don't know if Steven did this or not. He's right. never been convicted. Right, He's never right. been questioned. Um, there's no proof. Right. There's no evidence. So can't really determine mm-hmm. if he had a part in this or not. Um, it's really just what we can go off of, honestly. Right. So, yes. So that was the case of Brianna Nugent Nix. And I don't know. It just it just don't fucking sit right, bro. Like I can't. Yeah. It just doesn't sit right at all. Um. But with that being said, we want to end this off on kind of a lighter note and get some support from you guys. Let's get this community please, going and growing. Please, please, guys. Anything helps. Yes, we would love for you guys to support the. GoFundMe, um, the petitions that Brianna's family have created in honor of Brianna, so that way they can try to do what they can to get justice right. for her. Right. 
So we will have their GoFundMe for Brianna and her loved ones linked below. Um, they're working on a goal of $20,000. And I don't know how far along, you know, on the goal they are. But, mm. you know, anything helps. A dollar, right. a penny, like literally anything helps. Um, especially with them having to pay for their own investigators and right. a second autopsy exactly. report. Because they can't even get access to the first one. So... There's definitely a lot that a dollar can do in this scenario, right. I think. Especially if everybody gave one dollar. Exactly. Yeah. We will also link the petition to make Brianna Nix's autopsy report public because it's still not public. Um, and I feel like that will really disclose a lot of right. information right, right. on just this case because we don't have evidence any anywhere else. So, I guess her body is the only other thing that would help in yeah, this case. definitely. Um, but for the petition, they're looking for 7,500 signatures. And the petition is at change.org, but we will have that linked below as well. Um, so, let's get that because that's free. Please. And all you got to do is just click a button and a petition is signed. And it really does help. It really does make a difference. Mm -hmm. So yeah, once again, we will link everything in the show notes and description if you would like to support. Um, and we're going to get into our wind down. And this time around, we have three of them. Our first one is, do you believe the other woman played a part in this case? In what ways? Like mm. she was the motive for Steven to... Yes, I would say in terms of the motive. I would say if he had something to do with this and if there were proof of Steven and this random woman, you know, being in cahoots before right. uh, Brianna's passing. Right. Yeah. Right. I would say just like the quick, the quick Chris Watts, <laughs> just like the Chris Watts case. I just feel like because he definitely was trying to start fresh, just to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that could be the same for Steven. Right. But also, if you're trying to start fresh, why are you still living in the same house? You ain't starting too fresh, buddy. In the same town, same city. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe she was just innocent in there. I don't know. And didn't come to, it's, like, after the fact. I don't know. For me, it's it's a little too sudden. Because, like, like you said, I'm sure everyone's heard this. Everyone knows this. And so, for you to just up and move in directly after... And have the audacity to wear this person's jewelry and be in their home. Like, yeah. it's just too, com you're too comfortable. Yeah. So. Or Steven made her too comfortable. There could. What could if he chopped it up the other shit, you know? Right. That could you know how guys are. That could, like. That could also be the case. But. What if he was like, oh, yeah, she just left me and, you know, something happened. Like, I don't know. Like, what if she didn't know the details of right. what actually happened and Steven just gave her this grand story and was like yeah you know i'm a widow or a widower now so just come stay with me you know like you just don't, don't know. know i don't know but in my opinion maybe maybe so question number two what could steven's parents and uncle have been doing before the authorities arrived and steven himself right mm. honestly they was getting that story together that's how I feel. I think if, you know, he but did this. There was no story to tell because ain't nobody right. asked no questions. Right. If if he were if he did this and yeah. if the investigation had gone like it was supposed to, they were most definitely trying to get things together yeah. before it got out of hand. But mm. Yeah, I definitely think um Steven's parents were probably there just for moral support and they were like, Look, son, you fucked up and you know, we're just we're gonna be here, pretty much. Um, but honestly, like, this wasn't just, like, a fuck-up or an accident. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, this was purposeful. Um, yeah. there was definitely intention here. Yeah. But as far as the uncle, I feel like the uncle was definitely there to keep shit at bay. Like, he was like, well, worry, you know, my buddy's going to be here. Right, and I'll talk to him, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just stay over there, mind your business, be mm -hmm. quiet, and I'll figure out the rest. And as far as Steven himself... I mean, I don't, I feel, maybe he was, maybe they were there sticking and poking her then. Hmm. Like, what if they were administering all these other fresh injection wounds? Right. Huh. 
within that time. Fucking sad. It's so fucking sad. Yeah, it is. And question three. Do you believe the destroyed evidence would have helped solve this case sooner or lead to more questions? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just yes on both. Okay? (laughs) Just yes. That's a a valid answer because that's how I feel too. And the case ain't even solved. So it ain't would it help solve the case sooner because the case still ain't solved. But could it possibly solve the case? Yeah, I think it could. Um, and of course, with that, it would lead to more questions. Right. Because now you have a story and you have evidence right. and you have to back up that evidence. I can so. definitely agree. I can definitely agree. That's, yeah. The way this went down is just, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't sit right. So I don't. Uh. Yeah, I agree. Whew. It's just a very frustrating case once again. And. Um, we really feel for the family, and we really, really feel for Brittany and her mother, especially. Um, they've been working closely with this case, and they've been trying to do what they can to get the word out there, to, you know, get the justice for Brianna that she deserves, because everybody deserves justice, right. um, regardless. She was cared about, she was loved, and she mattered, for sure. Exactly. So that was episode 56. And that was the case of Brianna Nugent Nix. And it's honestly, it's honestly been a tremendous honor for us to even cover this case and be able to share it and get the news out because it's super important and it should yeah. be. should be heard and more people should know. Yes, and we've seen Brittany, you know, like tirelessly working to get the word out for her sister and trying to get in touch with whether it be a youtubers podcasters news outlets just anybody that'll listen and anybody that cares enough to get the word out there and you know we just feel honored that we have the platform to be able to do that and we want to be able to do this more right um So, yeah, we really hope that we were able to get this story out there correctly and respectfully. Just continue to support and make sure that you are signing that petition and make sure you are donating to that GoFundMe because it it means a lot to the family. It means a lot to Brianna. It means a lot to everyone involved. (laughs) Us, too. Everybody. With that being said, um, I've been your host, DJ. And I've been your host, Sav. Catch us next week on... Deeper Deeper than most.